reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. And our brother Jeffrey, Jeffrey Amaglo is here to give another testimony to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My name is Jeffrey Amaglo from Humility Zone. ZP Eric Asamwa is my zona pastor. One day I walked to church very confused, very depressed. In fact, it was as if I was in darkness. I didn't know what to do. I was very confused. So, I came to the front during the Bethesda hour. So, when, as pastor was praying for people, I realized that anytime he lay his hand on somebody, he says something like, let's say, you get a job or a beloved. But when he got to my turn, he said, I hear confusion. And he placed his hand on me and said, I pray, I come against confusion in the name of Jesus. My mind became sound. All of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank God for Pastor who has, I mean, obeyed the call of God and has brought something like Bethesda Hour. I don't, I don't know who would have prayed for me. I don't know where, where I'll be. I don't know, perhaps I'll be somewhere outside the will of God. So I thank God and I thank Bishop and I thank Pastor and I thank all of you also. Amen. Where is your treasure? I'm asking you. Is your treasure in heaven? Because until you put your treasure in heaven, I doubt if you arrive there. We always go where our treasure is. And how do you know what you value in this life? I mean, if something is your treasure, how would you know that? I treasure this. I treasure that. I'll give you a simple way of checking. You can always identify the value you put on something by how you feel about it. And so this morning, you may be in church, but you may not be too excited about being in the presence of God. It's a sign that God, the call of God, is not... Your treasure. Hello? Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. This is not a preaching. I, I, I'm not a preacher for this morning. But I, I felt that I wanted to sort of jumpstart something in our hearts. That most of the time we come to God all right. It is just to soothe a certain conscience. But until God becomes a treasure 
This morning, as I was praying for some people, I got to someone and I just heard, know God for yourself. So I asked the person, are you born again? You see, many of us are in church for reasons which are far from knowing God. We want the things God gives. We don't want him. When we meet a rich man, our first reaction is to ask for money. You don't want to get to know him. You even don't want to know how he made his money. Just give me some of it and let's get on with it. It is the same attitude we bring into church. We want the gifts God gives. We want to have nothing to do with he himself. And this is a very powerful song. Is the call of God the highest call? Or you are here to get something from God to go and pursue something that is more important to you. And Jesus is saying that where you place your treasure, that is the direction you are moving. So many of us shouldn't be surprised when we find out on that day that we didn't make it to heaven. I'm only helping us to understand that you can tell your destination by the value you put on the call of God. And you can tell the value you put on the call of God by how you feel about it. Even as I'm talking, you are not excited. You are even getting angry. Because I'm saying things you don't want to hear. But you are in church this morning and I have one word for you. God will touch you at the point of your need before you leave here. So put your hands together for the Lord and let's welcome our sister Mary to minister a song to us. Hallelujah. just want to talk to you about heaven when we've won a race our lives are history I just want to share about how it's gonna be Jesus you and me for eternity the winner takes it all Those who won the race Those who won the lost Those who did his will I just want to talk About the crowns we're going to wear When we finish here And we get up there for his return I want to give my all strive to 
is your great reward for the King of Kings. The winner takes it all. Those who won the race, those who won the last, those who did his will. So will you built for you by your Lord and King so you must take your crown strive to have that blessed crown it is your great reward it's a crown of victory the winner takes the crown those who church at this time. It's a blessing. Clap your hands for... What's the zone? What's the name of your zone? Uh, Compassion zone. Clap your hands for compassion zone. Beautiful. Very nice. 
Very nice. Tell your neighbor things can change. Ask a person, do you believe things can change in your life? They believe it? Don't accept your state as the final state or the final solution. There is something bigger and better and God has great plans for your life. Hallelujah. This morning, I want us to bow our heads and pray as we receive God's word, the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Master Jesus, we pray that you minister your word as light to our paths. In this dark world, grossly dark, grant us the privilege to experience some light in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Today, and I'm not sure I'll finish this. If I do not, we will continue. How many here are members of this church? There are some who are visiting. Can, can I please see your hand? I really want to know if I'm talking to the right group. Right. The members of this church. Thank you. And um, if you raise your hands, then it's very important you listen to the message God has for you because God has sent me to you. Amen. The message I'm preaching today is titled, You and Your Pastor. You and Your Pastor. You and Your Pastor. And it's very important because Your pastor is a very special person in your life. Unless you abandoned the pastor God gave you and went to chase after somebody who could scratch your itching ears. But one of the things God does is that he gives us pastors. Actually, the relationship between you and your pastor is the only sure relationship God is happy about. A lot of the relationships we have are, are self-generated. And that could also exist with a pastor. When you generate your own relationship with your pastor, you leave the place God plays you and go somewhere. But a lot of the relationships we have are circumstantial. The school you attended, your business partner, your neighbors. I mean, based on where you got land to buy, you could have one type of neighbor or the other. You know, but the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 15, 
that there is one person on earth. He didn't come circumstantially, but God gives such a person. He said, and I will give you pastors. It's a relationship that is divinely generated. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. There's a whole lot to share from this beautiful scripture, but the bit that I feel really um, concerns us directly is God's admonition that he gives us pastors. Amen. So, when you have a pastor, you must see the person as someone given to you by God. Very, very important. Because in this message, I'm going to share different relationships you can have with your pastor. And also, before I go on, it is very important for you to understand that a pastor exists in the context of a church. I mean, you cannot have a pastor like your personal pastor who comes to your house and it is within the church life that you come to a pastor. Not so. Right. So it is also very important for you to see the church also as a family. The same way we have the Osei family and the Dako family and Ochoi family and the Jogbenuku family and the Yamwa family which are earthly families. We also have spiritual families. Now, now, Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus, Ephesians, you can look at it, very important. I'm just trying to um, give you a, um, a very important foundation before I go on. So, Ephesians 3 and verse 15, talking about Christ, says, of whom the whole family in earth, that is the Otridaku family, or the Egblewogbe family, or the Osei family, family in earth, I mean, this is old English, on earth, and in heaven, family in heaven and earth. So, there is also a family in heaven. Now, you and I are not in heaven yet, but we are bound for heaven. Wow. Is that Philomena? Give me a wave. Beautiful. Things can change indeed. Give me another wave. Just wave. Lovely. Beautiful church. So we are bound for heaven. Say amen. Yes. So, even though we are in a, where? Adenta. We are also a heavenly family. This family. After your 80 years on earth, you are going somewhere. 
permanently. Now, the people you are going to meet there are the people here. Not your classmates. Not your work colleagues. So, even though we are on earth, this family is a spiritual family. It's a heavenly family. In fact, coming to think of it, the same Paul writing to this same church said to them that in Ephesians 2, I believe, that we are seated in heavenly places. Even though right now you are sitting in OEB on a plastic chair, but spiritually you are sitting in heavenly places, supernatural places. He has made us to sit in heavenly places. So, even as you are sitting here, you are sitting in two places. Adenta and then heaven. So, I'm just saying that don't let our physical presence at Mante Farms let you lose sight of the heavenly dimension of your life because God sees you even where you are seated. God sees you as someone sitting in heavenly places. So, so don't see yourself the way your classmate sees himself. We may all be here, poor, no car, sick in your body, but you are seated in heavenly places. The coordinates of your location is not only Mante Farms, but also heaven. Now, so, so this is not too much to be belabored. So, so the point I am making is that we here form a spiritual family, a heavenly family. Now, you are not in this family by by chance. Neither did a signboard direct you here. It's not a signboard that brought you here to this family. It is God who brought you to this family. Yes, he might have used your neighbor. Some of you are here chasing your former girlfriend thinking that she's the same girl, but she has changed anyway, so you can go back if she's the reason why you are here. And all types of relationships. But I'm just saying that. No, I'm building. I first of all say that. There's a spiritual side to your life. You may be called Genfi. But you're also spiritual. And also. That even though you are from the Genfi family. There's also a spiritual family. This. My brother. What's your name? Clement. Can you please stand up? Can you look around? Look at the people, the crowd. Look at them. Turn. Turn this way also. Can you see them? You see them? Look at the people around you here. Don't look at the ladies too much. Just concentrate on the gentlemen. Can you see everybody? Yes. This thing is a family meeting. Yes. We are a family. I'm, I'm teaching you Because it will help you to understand these things. 
and that this family, because your next door neighbor may be Ose, and this is Avomedo, and this is, what's your name? Kofi, yes. And what's your name? Charles what? Owusu. So Kofi, Owusu, Avogbedo, Egbloe, Wogbe, Ose, and Jenfi. Different people. But we come together to form one beautiful spiritual family of which you are a part. Very important. Then the next point I am also making is that something brought you here. Were you invited here by a friend? Your friend brought you or you came yourself? You came yourself. How did you know about this church? To the internet or your friend? Oh, I can't hear you. Your friend spoke to you about this church. Did you bring him, sir? Did you come with him? Yeah, so what's your name, sir? I forgot. Stephen. Vega. Yeah, so Stephen, Uncle Steve, brought you to this church. Now, that is a physical pathway. But I'm also informing you, in case you don't know, that it's not Stephen who brought you here. But Psalm 68 and verse 6 says that God, God, set the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains. You were bound with chains. I don't know what bondage you were in. Were you drinking? You're not drinking, you're not smoking. But some two by four with Fusena behind the house. <laughs> you are bound. Or maybe you are an armed robber and you've changed. Have you stolen before? Yeah, Minya, don't spoil the preaching. On. Don't spoil the preaching. Have you stolen before since you were born? Ah, so why are you making it into a quarrel? <laughs> Have you not stolen milk in the fridge before? When you drank the milk, then you clean the top. Have you not stolen chicken from your mother's stew before? When you were eight and a half years, he has remembered and he's laughing. Your mouth. So, he bringeth out those which are bound with chains. So your existence in this family is part of your redemption from bondages you were in. But the rebellious because in every family there are rebels. A certain man had two sons. Only two. Not seven. Not ten. Only two sons. But one was a rebel. Rebellious. Would never receive advice. Didn't want to be home. And so on. So, 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 um, Clement, Mr. C, God put you into this family. So, see this. We may call it a church mega church but see it as a family very important 
because there are certain things your biological, natural family could not give you that the spiritual family will give you. There are certain things you could not get from your biological family that God will use the spiritual family to give you. So please, thank you, Mr. C. God bless you. You can sit down. You may sit down. You may. So everyone here, pastors, deaconesses, elders, canons, popes, must understand that you are not just in a church, but you are actually in a family. Now, this church, like any other church, like, like any church, which is a family, has a family head. Amen. Vega, do you have a family head? Your family, do you have a head? Or you don't even know him? You don't know your family head? Hey, then don't bring your, your sickness here in this spiritual family. Here you are supposed to know your family head. Yes. Yes. Sir, do you know your family head? What is his name? Your family head. Your biological family head. His name is Reverend Father Daniel Bo. Reverend Father Daniel Bo. He's the, if there's any marriage issue, anything, you went to steal somebody's goats, they've caught you, they'll take you to Reverend Father Daniel Bo. Sorry. Straight to him. Straight to him. Where is he? Where is Reverend Father, your family head? Where is he? He's in Holland, but currently he's at Jassican. Jassican, yes. But based in Holland. Not so. Which is not a good place because if you steal a goat and they have to look for it, you have to take a plane to Holland. If you had the plane ticket, you would not have stolen a goat. <laughs> yes, but he's, he's a family head. Not so. Yes. Um, um, mommy, do you know your family head? Have you met him before? Thank you, sir. What's the name of your family head? He's Togbe Ima. Togbe Ima. Hey! Ella getting better. <laughs> Ella getting better. <laughs> Togbe Ima. Where is Togbe Ima? Please, he's in my village. Where is your village, mommy? A village near Have. Have. At long last. At long last, we have seen the people from Have who are creating problems in the church. <laughs> no, but she is not in Have. She is in a village near Have. Clap your hands for Auntie Mabel. Yes. It's beautiful. One day, I think we'll drive there. I want to see Have and take me to the shrine where my name is supposed to be. <laughs> Say man. So it is very important to know, you know, if you did, and you don't need to have the ladies who don't like maths. There is something called graphs. Graph. Those small, 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 small squares. It's a graph. Now it is used to plot. You can use the graph for many, many things. Now, one of the things a graph is used for is to determine the coordinates of a point. So, to determine the coordinates of a point, 
on a graph, you need the x, x, the horizontal coordinates, and the what? The y, the vertical coordinates. <laughs> so why couldn't you pass the maths if you know all these things? <laughs> That's the one you know. Okay, but the quadratic equations, you couldn't pass this one. So x coordinates and y coordinates. So for us to know you well, for you to know your bearings on earth, you see, you remember the ax, uh, axis, y and x. Angelina, do you remember? Angelina, do you, do you know this? y coordinate and x coordinate. All right. So for you to know where you are and where you are going, you need to locate your coordinates. Now, to locate your coordinates, you need both the x-axis, x-coordinates, and the y. Yes. If you are on, if we, we know only your x-coordinates, you are only going to be moving in one line along the y-axis. Don't be confused. Relax. Just think of something three and stop uh, confusing yourself. If you know only the x coordinate of something, you are in trouble because you cannot move along the x. You have only one movement fixed. Only the x we know. So for you to know your bearings, you need both the x and the y. You need to know both the natural family and the spiritual family. That is what makes a man. Yes. That is what makes a man. If you cannot identify your spiritual family and all you know is your biological or your natural family, you will not do well in life. You need X and Y. You need spiritual and biological. I think it's clear. Yeah, because there are a lot of things that your X coordinate cannot deliver. There are a lot of things that your natural biological family cannot give you. So in the case of the man called Elisha, who by estimation after Christ was the most anointed man in the Bible because he carried twice the anointing that was on Father Elijah. His son, Elisha, carried a double portion. Now, this Elisha had a father called Shaphat. Mr. Shaphat. But apparently, Mr. Shaphat, Mr. Osei, Mr. Avogbedo, Mr. Jemfi, Mr. Vega could not take Elisha to a certain level of prominence. So Elisha had to make another man a father. Yes, apart from Mr. Shaphat, who was the father, he had to, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, Elisha's biological father was Mr. Shaphat. 
But Mr. Shaphat could not anoint Elisha. So, even though Elisha's name was Master Elisha Shaphat, because his father's name was Shaphat, so his name was Elisha Shaphat. But being called Elisha Shaphat, or Mausi Avogbedo, or Enam Vega, may not do much for you in your life. So Elisha had another person he had who, who became his father, a spiritual father. So, so, so Elisha had two coordinates, Mr. Shaphat, and Elijah. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 12, you see it right there. Elisha cried. Elisha cried, saying, My father, my father. So Elisha had two fathers, Shaphat and Elijah. Say amen. So, so you also need to have your coordinates right. Now, in this family, our family head is Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Our father. Togbe, what? Togbe Ima is your family father. When there are much certain cases, does he not send representatives? Like who? Uncles. What is name one uncle? He's Pastor Happy. Pastor Happy. <laughs> and who else? Sometimes, because it's, I mean, do you see Togbe Ima all the time? No. So who else sometimes comes to sit in a matter? Yes, Uncle Kofi. Uncle Kofi and Pastor Happy. They come as representatives of Togbe Ima. So I am like a Pastor Happy. Sent by Togbe Dag Heward Mills. To speak to you today. Then next week, Mr. Uncle Kofi, Uncle Albert Ekins will also come. But clap your hands for Uncle Albert Kofi uh, Ekins. But Uncle Albert and Pastor Happy, Happy, Uncle Kofi and Pastor Happy are both representatives of Togbe Ima. Togbe Ima is the family head. So when you go to, you see, this is a family. Now one, one of the dangers of, a brand, of, the, of the branching system, branches of a church, which a lot of churches don't, don't uh, are not interested in, is that it takes the mind of the members from their father. Because if you've been in this church for three, four years, we have not seen Bishop Dagwood Mills here on a Sunday morning preaching. 
it's very likely I'm the one you've been listening to or your pastor. You know, so there are many churches that don't do branches. You go to the church, it's, a, it's one fat church. You see them in South Africa. You see them in America. Oh, yes. Ghana, Nigeria, more. They don't want even one branch. Every bo- and they have, I mean, there's a church which has been built in Nigeria. The size of the church. You see, this church, the size is 45 um, meters by 25 meters. Remember, 100 meters. 100 meters. So this is 45, which is half of 100 meters. Let's say half. And then 25. In Nigeria, there's a church. The dimensions are one kilometer One kilometer. <laughs> yeah. When they make altar calls, you don't walk to the front. A bus picks you. Yes. One day I'll show you. In Nigeria. Like now, if I make an altar call, if you want to give your life to Christ, lift your hands and so and come. You just come in two minutes. There is a church. If you if you make an altar call, if you respond to an altar call and you try to walk from where you are. You may get to the front in the evening. One kilometer by one kilometer. Like where? From Mante Farms to where? It's one kilometer. To about. No, Barrera is less than one kilometer. Okay, let's say even Barrera. Let's say barrier. Mante farms to barrier. Is the, is, the, is the breadth of the church. So, if you are, like how you would take a trotro from Mante farms to barrier. If you want to move from one speaker in the church to the other speaker, you must take a trotro. Yes. Because they don't want anything like a branch for the members to begin to think that Mr. Happy is their pastor. When the real pastor is Togba Ima, so all of them gather in one room. And in every month, I know a pastor of a big church in Nigeria. He said for the past 30 years or 20 years, I think it's 20 years, he has been absent from his church only three times. For the past 20 years. He has been, the, the last time I saw him, it was his son who was preaching. For the past 20 years, he has been absent from his church only three times. One, two, three. I heard him myself with my own ears. It's not what, it's not what uh, uh, somebody said. Why? Because they don't want confusion in the church. Because it's a family, and it's true. Branches destroy that family spirit and the recognition of a head. That's why some of you brand pastors are now called daddy. No, because the members also need a spiritual father. And you are the one they see. You counsel them. You help them. You visit them. You, so you are their father. In a certain sense, it's also true. I will share with you, um, what is the name? Um, 
types of fathers. In a certain sense, you are a type of father to them. If they got born again through you, you are their spiritual father. So one of the drawbacks of churches like Lighthouse, this church, for instance, which has got 3,000 branches, is that it kills that recognition of the father. And representatives become fathers. And according to Malachi chapter 4, it brings a curse. Yes. So there are many pastors who don't want any of such nonsense. Any of such nonsense. Branch for me to give my members to someone to preach to them. No, 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 no. Wherever you are, I would rather spend money busing you to come to church. So you go there, 70,000. 100,000. Oh, yes. Not this type of two by four churches sitting here. 100,000, one service. One church in Nigeria, four services. Two of them are 102,000. 50,000 chairs inside and 52,000 chairs outside. It's full two times. And then the oh, um, third and fourth services are not that full. So, averagely, about 300,000. One day, versus your 30 members in your branch. Why? Because it is very, very important, apart from the Bible we are reading, the songs we are singing, the dancing, and all those things, it is important for a family member to know the family head. And this morning, I'm saying that our family head only helped us financially by not busting all of us to one place. Yes, his love for you and the care he has for you made him, instead of buying other lands to expand his church, to travel all the way to Adenta, all the way to uh, Amrania to buy land and build cathedrals for you to be there. But as you are there, it is your responsibility to know that your family head is not the man who doesn't have hair on his head. I am not your father. All of us this morning could have been on huge, uh, what's the name of those buses? Ayalolo. Yes. We could have been on huge Ayalolo buses, headed for one mass service. And all that money you would have spent, possibilities of accidents and all kinds of problems. I mean, when I was coming this morning, my car broke down twice. Yes. I had to call for backup. <laughs> yes. It's an old car. The radio doesn't work. The, the, you don't see, it, it, you hear it, but you don't see 102.3 or 42. You use word of knowledge to that. No, this is peace. This is peace FM. No, this is sweet melodies. Ah, this is BBC. They're just the English. <laughs> 
word of knowledge. <laughs> yeah, it broke down. So the bus you are using to go to that, that service could also break down. So to, to forestall all this, he said, no, let's look for land, build it where they are so that they can go to church where they are. But when you are sent there to talk to them, remind them that I am their father. Otherwise, something I am doing as a good thing can rather bring a curse. Let me end. Read it. Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Whenever children don't know their father or reject the authority of the father, a curse comes upon them. A curse. I mean, if we had a certain type of room, not well lit and so on, we could watch a, 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 a video of a service where our father is preaching and you will realize that it is different. John chapter 1 verse 6 says that there was a man sent from God. A man sent from God. His name was John. But he was not the light. There's a difference between a man sent from God and another man sent from God who is the light. And when you are a branch pastor preaching to your members, you must speak like John and let them know that I am not the light. I've only been sent to bear witness of the light. So when he was asked, who are you? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Any branch where the pastor steals the heart of the members and turns their attention to the pastor, the branch pastor, is a church that is accursed. It can be called lighthouse, can be called mega church, it can be called whatever. There's a curse on the church. Why? Because you, the pastor, even, 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 even me right now, I just haven't taken my phone. Because I don't want to look at my phone. I can take my phone and discover that the text for my transfer has arrived. At any time. I can be transferred by a text message. Next week, I'll not be here or maybe here to announce to say goodbye and then we have a party at the car park. On my way out. A text message. So I, when I'm preaching, I don't like to look at my text because when I see the text, it means I must stop preaching and move. <laughs> I can be transferred tonight because I am not your father. Don't you understand? Our pastor is Bishop Dag. Heward Mills. And God willing, next week, I'm going to talk about the different types of relationships you can have with your father. But my time is up now. So let's rise to our feet and close. We'll come back, God willing, next week.
ask your neighbor, what is the name of your spiritual family? But no, no, tell a person, what is your biological family? What's the name of your biological family? The name of your biological, what's the general name? Is it the Owusu family or what? Tell the person the name. <laughs> so, the, so then as a person, so what is your spiritual family name also? Okay, so tell me, what is the name of your biological family head? Is he also Togbe Ima or Togbe Egblewogbe? Have, are you mentioning the name of your family head? Okay, so as a person, please tell me also, who is your spiritual family head? What's the name of your spiritual family head? Clap your hands for Jesus. It's your responsibility to draw close to him. To listen to his messages. I mean, if you are a Lighthouse member and on your phone, you don't have a podcast of Bishop Dagwood Meltzer's podcast to listen to his messages. And all you have is my podcast that you've not understood. That's why I'm teaching you. There's nothing wrong with having my podcast. There's nothing wrong with it because he sent me here. He sent me here. And he wants me to speak to you. But it is your responsibility. Like when I send my driver with water to Cape Coast to my daughter in Wesley Girls, it is rude for my daughter to say that she will not even look at the driver's face. She will come and stand by the car and say, put the, put the water by the side, on the right side. I don't know you. Go away. I don't want to hear your voice. It's only daddy I know. No. When daddy sent the man to you. So I have been sent. So it, it is in your interest to listen to my voice. And so is it my responsibility to also let you know that your relationship with a pastor does not end with me. You are a lighthouse member. We are going for independence at, like, what's it Good Friday Miracle Service on April 14th. It's like you don't even think about it. All you do is to come to a church here. Like all of us are gathering at the Independence Square. And you don't come. It's like it doesn't concern you. It means there's a curse on your life. There's a curse on your life. You are cursed because you are, your heart has turned away from the father towards the driver. Or the representative. I don't, I don't expect you on Sunday morning to leave this church and say you are going to um, First Love Center to go to Bishop Dagwood Mills. It's wrong because he, this is his church. He put me here. You should be here. You are allowed to go there only when there's no service here. <laughs> Like on a Sunday evening. But you should know that this one is what we call a halfway house. Your real house is somewhere. And also, if you feel like leaving this set to join that branch, you can go and join that branch. You can go there. 
But this is a legitimate bona fide church. It's not a breakaway church. But it is your responsibility not to be confused. Your eyes must be on Bishop Dagwood Mills as your pastor. Be interested in listening to him on your phone. Buying his books to read. He wrote this book for his children. And even to desire to be a shepherd or a pastor just because your father is a pastor. My, my son, when he was I mean, as early as I'm sure 11, 10, 11, 12 he told me clearly that he wants to be like me. Oh yes, he said everything I'm doing or I've done he wants to do the same thing in his life. Interestingly, everything I have done He has done the school I attended. He went to the same school. I was, there are many types of prefects in the school. I was a prefect in my school. The same sacristan prefect I was. He, became, he didn't write an application. Somehow he was chosen as a sacristan prefect. He passed his exam the same way I passed my exams. Went to the university. The same course I did in the university is the same course he's doing. He's playing the keyboard. I was playing the keyboard. There are sons who want to be like their father. And there are also some sons, they don't care. In fact, they, they, what they want to be is exactly what the father was not. Like the prodigal son, to move far from the father. Don't be like that. Because one day you will return after having lost everything. You want miracles? Thank God for TB Joshua. Thank God for Pastor Christ. Thank God for prophet. They are all immensely names. Oh, you are not confused about the message I'm preaching. They are anointed men of God. But their anointing is not for you. Isaiah 8, 18 says, I and my children are for signs and wonders. Where people are going to get miracles and healings, you go and you get madness. Because you should know where you must not go. And you must know who carries an anointing for you. I and the children thou has given me are for signs and wonders. There are wonders here. Only you are so backed, even to get you to attend weekday service. Because you don't care. Even, 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 let us even say, to receive even, the, even those of us even in this branch, like me, even as a father, you don't still want to. Because there's a curse on your life. How can you reduce your, your spiritual relationships, your spiritual life only to Sunday church going? Like Sunday you dress, you go to church. Were you here, here on Tuesday? Why? Why are you doing that to yourself? It's not a smile. Don't smile. Don't smile. It may be costing you. There's a song, a smooching song. It's called Killing Me Softly. Softly. It's killing you. You may not know. What is wrong with coming to church on a Tuesday? Why? You've reduced everything to just one, one hour, one and a half hours with God. The rest can go to hell. It's not good. It's not good. Be here properly. I preached a series many years ago. I mean, I, I mean, need to repeat it. How to join a church. 
how to join a church. One of them is to know who the father is. And to make sure that the full life of the church becomes your life. Full life. And pay your tithes. Because there are blessings here. Did you enjoy the service? Do you think if Togbe Ima heard this message, he'd be happy with me? Eh? Very happy. Very happy? Yes. Really? Yes, please. Wow. Togbe Ima, close your eyes and let's close the service. Let's pray. I, I want to pray for anyone here today who doesn't know Jesus Christ. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You came with your friend. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. I don't know who you are. I don't know. But you want to be born again. You want to give your life to Christ today. You want to surrender to Jesus. He is ultimately our Father. Every eye closed. If you want to receive Christ into your life, just lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes, just lift your hand. Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to know Jesus. God bless you, Mr. Bigger. God bless you. Lift your hand. Pastor, I want to be born again. I'm not a wee smoker. I'm not a thief. I'm not a womanizer. But I just also know that I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Even as a church member, I want to receive Christ. Lift your hand. Well, God bless you. If your hand is up, please come to me in front here. Meet me here. Come. I want to pray for you here. Take your Bible, your notebook, your bag and come. God bless you, Mr. Bigger. God bless you. Keep coming. God bless you. It's good to know you. Oh, turn, turn towards me. Good. Beautiful. Let him have his Please lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands, close your eyes, and say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, today I come to you. I confess my sins. All the evil things I've done, I turn away from them. I'm so dirty. I ask you, Lord, to please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse my life. Purge my life. And please write my name in the book of life. I am born again. I've joined a spiritual family. This is my family. And I will stay here. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. What a blessing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.